Hello and welcome to the Hissa podcast. This podcast is a refuge and safe place for post-abortive women to spiritually heal from their decisions to abort. Ladies, let your journeys to healing begin now. My name is Kristen Loafman. Abortion is a volatile subject in the United States. Pro-life and pro-choice advocates duke it out in the media, state and federal governments, and the courts. This battle leaves post-abortive women in the middle of the chaos and, in many instances, forced them into silence, sending them deeper into depression, guilt, and fear. My hope with this podcast is to provide a safe place for post-abortive women and those affected by abortion to spiritually heal from their participation in abortion. Chasa is Hebrew for refuge. It comes from Ruth 2.12 and is my prayer for you. May you be richly rewarded by the Lord, the God of Israel, under whose wings you have come to take refuge. Today, my guest is Robin Chambers. Robin is the Vice President of Advocacy for Children at Focus on the Family. She's also a member of the Leadership Alliance for Pregnancy Care Organizations. She has served at Focus on the Family for more than 25 years, starting in the ministry's Family Help Center, taking calls from people seeking help from Focus. Later, she worked on a team responsible for translating Focus resources into other languages and as a legal coordinator drafting book contracts to distribute focus resources worldwide. Before we get started, Robin, why don't you tell us what your role entails? Thank you so much for having me on first and foremost, a a great topic to have conversation about, especially in uh, post-row world right now, things are a little volatile. So um, great conversations. So my role at focus, I wear a couple of different hats, and so I oversee all of our Sanctive Human Life initiatives. Um, The biggest one that most people are familiar with is our Option Ultrasound Program. That's a program we started 20 years ago where we are partnering with pregnancy medical clinics around the U.S. Pardon me. We're partnering with pregnancy medical clinics around the U.S. to provide brand new ultrasound machines um, or nurses' trainings, um, different resources, different grants, in order for them to really reach into the abortion-minded women in their communities and and really help those women see what's going on in their bodies and to teach them that this is a child, this is a baby in the womb, um, not not a clump of tissue, not just a clump of cells, but really to educate um, what's going on in their bodies and really help them make decisions that uh, are life-minded, life-affirming. And so we've done that for our 20th anniversary will be January, um, just coming up in a couple of months. And we've done amazing, um, just amazing grants for these centers, just again, to equip them in reaching more abortion-minded women. The other hat that I wear is foster care and adoption. So Focus started something about 12 years ago called Wait No More. We want children to wait no more for a forever family. So we started doing events at churches to really raise awareness of the children in that community that were available for adoption. Right now, there's over 110,000 children in our foster care system that are considered legal orphans in the U.S. 
meaning that parental rights have been terminated, not for anything that these kiddos have done wrong, but because they have been in an unsafe situation and mom and dad are unable to care for them. So we are recruiting um, families to adopt these kiddos, speak into their lives, and really give them a forever home so that they can thrive in what they're doing. And so I wear a couple different hats, but everything that we do is advocating for life. Fantastic. That is a lot of great uh, stuff that you're doing in your position. So uh, last night I pulled up some uh, statistics about abortion from the Guttmarker mm -hmm. Institute. Um, and they were interesting uh, to say the least, but um, their August numbers for 2023 show that 88,400 women have had abortions uh, in the US and that's just in August alone. And then here in Georgia where I'm located, uh, they had 2,600. So their research also indicates that 59% of women that are having abortions are mothers already. In what ways do you and the focus on the family staff see abortion affecting families and communities? I think the biggest concern that we're seeing right now is the young women. Uh, right now, kind of the, the average age of women having abortions are 18 to 24. That's called that college age women. Um, they are being told that their rights are being taken away. They're being lied to by the pro-choice side. Um, especially, you know, the Dobbs decision overturning Roe uh, versus Wade, you know, over a year ago, a year in June, um, that has caused this, this new argument of women's rights are being taken away, which actually couldn't be further from the truth. Right now we see um, 14 states, possibly 15, depending on some legislation that's happening, states that have gone just as extreme as you possibly can in providing access to abortion. Um, right here in Colorado, where our headquarters is, we have zero restrictions on abortion, abortion through 40 weeks, abortion for any reason up to any gestational age and without parental consent. So you're talking about a young woman who can go and have an abortion before mom and dad even know that she's pregnant. So now you are you're causing a wedge between that young woman and her her mom and dad where she's she's feeling like I have to be secretive. Um, the other side is telling her that this is her right, that she can go do this. Don't worry about your parents. And so that is attacking the nuclear family. And now there's this weird secret that she's keeping that will impact her mental health. And mom and dad may not have any idea what she's going through or why she's going through this. And the other piece of this that I, I just feel like is absolutely heartbreaking with the abortion pill being incredibly accessible, um, now you can order it through the mail without any confirmation of the pregnancy, no oversight by a physician. That young woman can have what's called a self-managed abortion in her own home. And the reason that's so impactful, I've had, in fact, I have a couple of staff that um, I've met here at Focus who are post-abortive but have found hope and healing in Christ. And they share their story because they want other women to not go through what they've gone through. But one of these young women told me, she said, when I was in college and I had my abortion, she goes, I would drive out of the way to not pass the Planned Parenthood where I had my abortion. And she said, you do that because it brings up all these feelings again, the guilt, the shame, the grief, the deep, deep sadness that comes with an abortion. 
And she said, so you avoid that area. And she goes, now these young women are doing this in their own homes, in their bedroom, in their bathroom. They're having this self-managed abortion. So now your home is no longer a safe place for you. And so you think about the psychological impact and the mental health impact to something that you've done in secret in your home. And that home now is no longer safe for you. So it impacts um, relationships with mom and dad and siblings um, in ways that I don't think we can really fully understand yet because abortion, access to the abortion pill um, is, it, it's almost new in the fact that it's so accessible I and mean, it's been around for several years, but the fact that it's so accessible now, it, it puts an entirely new layer of um, concern on that type of abortion. Right. And um, that's another one of the statistics that I highlighted um, on the Guttmacher uh, website is that um, more than half of U.S. abortions in 2020 were medication abortions. Um, I've interviewed some folks that are doing ministries here in Georgia, in the Atlanta area. And one of the stories, the woman, the director of the agency uh, shared with me is that there was one of the women she was helping had her abortion in her home. And uh, she went to get the pizza man to meet the pizza man. And she aborted right there in the hallway with her family and everybody. So I think that is definitely uh, a topic that needs to be uh, shared for sure, because I can't even imagine, you know, being part of something like that, even, you know, the children being young. Um, in her book, uh, Recall Abortion, Ending the Abortion Industry's Exploitation of Women, uh, Janet Morana shares abortion is seen and promoted as a quick fix, a relief from fear and anxiety and humiliation. Uh, however, after abortion, many women live with depression, guilt, intense grief, sadness, anger, and rage, emotional numbness, lowered self-esteem, drug and alcohol abuse, suicidal urges, anxiety, panic attacks, repeat abortions or crisis pregnancies, difficulty with relationships, inability to forgive self or others, and fears of punishment from God. What are some resources that Focus on the Family has to help women even uh, some folks who have participated with the women, you know, maybe they dropped them off or drove them, or maybe they were the boyfriend or the husband um, of the woman. Um, what are some things that Focus offers to help them overcome this pain that they're carrying? First and foremost, um, I have to just call out our counseling department. Our counseling department is some of the most um, empathetic, sympathetic, kind, compassionate, um, licensed clinicians. And so we offer that to anyone who calls in. Um, often those calls come through our family help center. You know, that that was one of the things you mentioned earlier. That's where I started. Loved every moment of that. Um, but those calls will come in and it is a crisis situation where they are um, these women are in this panic because of all of the, the the grief and the feelings and their emotions and the, the emotions are overwhelming in a way they don't know what to do with all that. And so our counselors will actually take those calls and then a lot of times they'll spend up to an hour on the phone with them. However, the best thing they do is say, we recommend that you work with someone in your community. And so we'll connect them with a pregnancy center that Focus has worked with. 
And what we love about that is every pregnancy center that we work with is Christ-centered. They are, you know, they'll never refer for abortion, never do abortions. But what they do is they address the abortion issue from that mental health perspective. And they have um, what we call post-abortion healing classes. Those classes are taught by men and women who've had that decision in their past, but have found that hope and healing in Christ. And so they share that. And there's so many resources that Focus has partnered with organizations. Support After Abortion is one that we've worked with. It's an amazing curriculum. And that's one of the things that we recommend that um, these, these women and men will go through. And the pregnancy centers we work with use those resources um, and it's a safe place. I loved what you said, Kristen, early, you know, about this podcast. Women need a safe place. Men need a safe place, possibly even grandparents, extended family who have witnessed or heard about this abortion in this woman's past. We need a safe place to talk about this in a way that's not condemnation or judgment filled. It's a place where we can tell that young man or that young woman that there's hope and healing in Christ. And so all of that comes through our counseling um, our counseling department and then connections with the counselor in their area. So now one of the things I absolutely love is just that the counselors here will connect those people that call in with a counselor in their area or a pregnancy center. And then one of the things that we address from just a content perspective on our website here at Focus, just focusonthefamily.com, we have videos, we have articles, we have resources that are free for anyone to go onto that site, look and see what Focus has in that pro-life space. It's just a pro-life tab on our website. And there's a lot of articles and videos where we address um, the pain, the grief, the suffering of that past abortion. Um, in fact, one of the articles that we just did came from um, a journal, uh, a medical journal, and it's called the Journal of American Physicians and Surgeons. And they did a very in-depth study, and the entire study is actually on our website. But what I found interesting, and this was not Christian-based, it was not, it's just, it's just physicians doing research. They found that 73.8% of women felt pressured to have an abortion. And that 73.8% are now dealing with exactly what you just talked about, Kristen, with you know, the drug and alcohol abuse, the percentages go significantly higher, mental health issues, depression, anxiety, all of that. Um, and there's an article on that website that talks about all of the statistics um, and how they raise all of the, that pressure that comes from aborting. Now they're dealing with the guilt and the shame. Often they do it silently. They do it on their own. And that's one of the things that we talk about so openly is share that secret. And that's what Pat says in the surrender that secret, let God bring people into your life that can really walk that journey of healing with you. And so just amazing resources. And Kristen, even this podcast, letting women know that there's a safe place to have this conversation is so key. Yes. And, you know, the pregnancy resource center, so many people are coming, um, trying to attack them um, because, and there is actually just an article in the Boston Globe that um, one of the council people is trying to focus on the pregnancy resource centers because there are more pregnancy resource centers than there are abortion clinics in Massachusetts. And they feel they're guiding the women incorrectly and that they're um, the women are going there thinking they're true medical health clinics. 
So it's kind of interesting um, just how all of that. And, you know, I, I also want to say that my purpose or focus on uh, abortion, I was kind of, you know, on the fence kind of either way. But when I first moved to Atlanta in 2007, I was listening to a focus podcast and it was about the scream. Mm-hmm. And um, that really changed my my view and focus on abortion and um, just that, you know, it is a life. So thank you for the work that you guys do in that. Um, um, do you have any other things that you'd like to add to this? Yeah, it's interesting. You mentioned the article in the Boston Globe, and we've seen that. We've seen the attacks, even physically, you know, after the Dobbs decision came out, there's more than 70 pregnancy centers that have had a physical attack against their facilities. Um, in fact, we had one just here in Fort Collins, Colorado, that was firebombed, and they've been closed for about nine months. And what is so disheartening to me is that people don't understand what pregnancy centers are. Um, you know, even like you said, the article, you know, they're, they're calling them, you know, fake. They're not fake. They are actually fully, fully um, medical clinics. They are offering true medical care to these women. And that's one of the things that we've done at Focus for 20 years is we've worked with our Physicians Resource Council. We've worked with other national organizations like CareNet, Heartbeat, NIFLA, to really raise the standards of the medical care that's provided in these centers. They have licensed medical professionals doing their pregnancy tests, their ultrasounds, their STI testing and treatment, and their oversight by a physician that's in good standing in that state. Often it's an obstetrician gynecologist. And the reason we say in good standing, um, we want them to have admitting privileges to the, the local hospital in case there is an ectopic pregnancy or something that, you know, is maybe that young woman's in the middle of, um, an abortion pill abortion. And so she needs oversight by physician immediately. And so they truly are providing real medical care in these pregnancy centers. And their standards are actually higher than what a lot of states require for a Planned Parenthood. Um, there's all of this talk about even abortion pill reversal being fake. Um, there's nothing further from the truth. Abortion pill reversal is simply adding progesterone back into that woman's body. Um, the first pill for the abortion pill um, stops the progesterone, which is what causes that baby to grow. That protocol has been around since the 1950s. Obstetricians used that for women that were in a high risk for um, miscarriage or a high risk for early term labor. So that protocol of progesterone has been around for a very, very long time. It is not junk medicine. It's not fake. And we partner with Heartbeat International and their abortion pill rescue network. Over 4,500 babies have been saved through that abortion pill reversal network. And there's less instance of abnormalities and less instance of preterm labor. So we know it works and God is using that to come alongside young women who are panicking and not wanting to do that abortion, but they felt that pressure uh, from someone in their lives to do that. And so God is at work um, and we are putting we are putting women first. You know, often we're accused of being pro-birth only. No, we're pro-woman, we're pro-birth and we're pro-family. And that young woman deserves all of the information, all of the resources in order for her to make a better decision. And we know that decision's life. Definitely. 
for sure. Well, I want to thank you. Uh, thank you. Excuse me. I want to thank you for taking time out to speak with us today and just um, especially right before Thanksgiving and uh, sharing your thoughts and what you're seeing uh, as you're out in the communities and working with these individuals. What's the website? Just focus on the family.com and right on that main site is a tab at the top and it says pro-life. So there's so many resources on that for um, families, for women, for men, um, maybe even someone who's had an abortion many, many years ago, and they still haven't shared that secret with anyone. We encourage anyone to get on that website. And then we actually have a large social media on Facebook and Instagram called I Am Pro-Life. And that's a place where we just have conversation. We don't want anything to be anger-filled or volatile. We just want to have a conversation about what it means to be pro-woman, what it means to be pro-love, what it means to be pro-baby. And so we encourage your listeners to jump on and have a conversation with us. Great. And, you know, that's one thing, uh, the love of Christ. Um, one thing working through this, I think about the woman who was accused uh, of adultery and they were brought, the Pharisees brought them to Jesus and he was writing in the, you know, sand. And then he said, if you've cast the first stone, you know, what do you have? What have you not done? And then she was standing there by herself because everybody had left. And he said, you're forgiven, go and sin no more. So, um, you know, just that kind of love and acceptance and that, you know, with Christ, there is no condemnation. Even, you know, I find that sometimes in the church, we do that as well um, by the things that are said on the pulpit, like murder and things like that. And I think, you know, we need to be more conscientious as Christians um, in how we present these topics. Agreed. Absolutely. Well said. Well said. Yeah. Thank you so much, Robin. I appreciate your time. Oh, you're so welcome. And hopefully you have a wonderful Thanksgiving with family and friends. And um, I look forward to hearing how this goes for you. And so much for having me on. It's, it's, it's been enjoyable. Thank you. Thank you for listening to today's episode of Chasa. Taking the first step in your journey to heal from your abortion is courageous. Remember, you're not alone. Be sure to navigate the Focus on the Family website for books, articles, broadcasts, referrals, and other resources to help you find hope and healing from your abortion. If you live in the Atlanta area, you can also visit fromlambtolion.com to find additional local resources.